Welcome to EQ Minds Recharge Your Mental Health Podcast. I'm Chelsea Pottinger, the host of this show, and I have some very exciting news. My book, The Mindful High Performer, is now available on Audible. Tap the link in the description to listen to small shifts you can make today to be a calmer, happier, and more productive version of yourself. This week on our podcast, I speak to Dr. Susie Green. As a clinical psychologist with extensive experience in the treatment of mental illness, Susie is on a mission to reduce the impact of mental health in our workplaces, schools, and communities. Susie is also an official ambassador for the Starlight Children's Foundation and regularly speaks as both a keynote and on panel presentations about positive psychology. Today's episode is all about what is the power of positivity? How do you integrate it into your life every day? One thing our audience can do to make a positive change today. Does a positive approach mean we will never be sad again? And what Susie does to protect her mental health. I learned a lot from this incredible woman and I hope you do too. Let's get started. It's absolutely a pleasure and just magnificent to have Dr. Susie Green with us here today. Susie, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Chelsea. It's really great to be here with you. We've been following your work for years. We think you're just incredible. And as the founder and CEO at the Positive Institute, I thought we'd start here. You know, what is the power of positivity? Yeah. Well, there's lots of research to to tell us, although I think we hear a lot at the moment around this concept of toxic positivity, Chelsea, don't we, which there's certainly merit in understanding that um, because we're certainly not talking about a forced positivity. Um, I come from a clinical psychology background, so for me, positivity and positive psychology was never about being positive or happy all the time because I, I knew and I and I often say they will lock you up if you if you're like that all the time. You know, it's just not normal. So I've always spoken around the full range of human emotions. But um, as a psychologist, and I was just reflecting on this today in my training, you know, all of my lectures were on fear and anger and sadness and shame and disgust and guilt. Never had lectures on love or joy or kindness or gratitude. And so it's really only been through the field of positive psychology the last 20 so years that we've started to focus more on understanding what what are positive emotions. And there's 10 of them that have been identified within the research and the benefits in what I would call consciously cultivating them. So being much more conscious around creating joy and gratitude and awe and elevation. Um, yeah, so that's what it's really, and it's not just positive emotions. And I hesitate to say it's positive thinking because it's not just positive thinking because our brain generally like some evidence you know it doesn't just accept everything you know <laughs> just because I think this it likes to have an evidence base but it's more of what we would call from the science an optimistic uh, mindset and again that's uh, realistic optimism it's not rose-coloured optimism and it's also having a hopeful mindset as well so we know that people that are high on hope and that is where you can identify goals, um, personally meaningful goals. You can look at your, I guess, storytelling that you have around your capacity to achieve the goals. And you're also very solution focused in identifying multiple pathways. And the research tells us that people that are high on hope do better in pretty much every domain in, in life. 
That's wonderful. And and thank you for touching on that toxic positivity because I think that's a really important thing for our audience to understand is that good vibes only and no bad days, that is not a realistic way of living and it's important to experience all emotions in this life. And I feel like, you know, with those things that those positive things that we can do like awe and gratitude and joy, how could our audience start to integrate that into their life every day do you have any tips or ideas yeah in I mean in in positive psych but in coaching psychology which is my background too we always talk about you know start with what you're doing well already so www what's working well already so I my first recommendation is to do a bit of a review and you might want to monitor you know for a week or a month what are the activities the places or the people that you get you do feel uplifted or elevated from from being there or those interactions and then can you or do you have regular times in those places people or activities um so work out what you're doing well already but then what are some other things that perhaps you know you've wanted to do for for ages like for myself I used to dance a lot in my my younger years I did jazz ballet and and it's something that's fallen off I've just been too busy and I watched the ABC show just the last week they took a group of people over 65 and put them through dancing um and you know the benefits to physical and mental health so for me I'm thinking yes that's sort of inspiring me to cut to to carve out some time to go back to some dancing because I know it's a mood boosting activity so spending time in nature the research overwhelmingly proves what we all intuitively feel that spending time in nature has a positive impact on our psychological well-being so you want green time in green space blue space by the ocean in the forest forest bathing the Japanese call it uh, Shinrin Yoku Um, so yeah so it's it's called prioritizing positivity in the literature and there are individual differences between uh, people as to how much we do that. So it's something, Chelsea, I'm assuming you would do. I know I'm really conscious when I look at my lifetime table that I've got, you know, those social events or I've got my exercise in there and I do ex- exercise that I enjoy like I love running it doesn't feel like a chore to me at all Um, I had some uh, dips in the ocean down the south coast last weekend I love that so yeah it's being much more conscious around what are the people places and activities that I know that are going to give me a boost to my well-being that's wonderful and it's and it's great to hear that you're into dancing so I remember I convinced Jay when we were in Paris this is years ago He'd had a few wines and that's it. <laughs> it's when the best negotiations happen. Absolutely. And there was people salsa dancing along the river and I said to him, you know what, darling, can we please learn how to salsa dance together when we get back to Sydney? And he said, yeah, let's do it. And then when he got back to Sydney, he's like, don't tell any of the guys that I'm doing this with you. Anyway, <laughs> we loved it, Susie. We did it for years. He's like, such a quiet achiever on the dance floor like everyone <laughs> wants to dance with him and you know and it's it was so great for our marriage and we absolutely loved it and I think you're, you're spot on doing things that light you up and things that don't feel like a chore and so with the audience you know what's out of all that big list you know what's the one thing that you feel like that they can do to make a positive change after listening to this podcast? Yeah, look, I get asked that a lot and there are actually quite a lot of, uh, I guess, 
positive mood boosting activities that have been um, shown to reliably increase well-being in as little as a month. Um, I've got, I'll actually, I'm happy to make it available to you. I've got a diary card with 20 different positivity activities on there. Um, but the ones, if you really want to get a big boost to well-being in a short period of time, gratitude is without a doubt. It's the most researched area of positive psychology. Um, although there is a bit of a disclaimer here. If you're already high on gratitude, you won't get an extra boost to your well-being because you're probably already benefiting from having high levels of gratitude. But if you're someone that perhaps has just been starting to take things for granted and and we just habituate to things, Chelsea, too, like, you know, I've moved into this beautiful apartment a year ago and it's got an amazing view. And when I fir- the first few months, it was like, wow, you know, and now I have to go, I have to really consciously go, wow, now, because scientifically, It's just how we survive or operate in our lives because if we paid too much attention to everything, it would be exhausting, you know. So we've got to mindfully savour is the other term. So gratitude and the research says not even every day that there was one study that where people did a gratitude journal every day and another group just did it once a week. And the people that did it once a week had stronger um, benefits than the the daily and they hypothesised was that was because perhaps it becomes a chore again doing it every day but once a week a conscious stopping heartfelt consideration of the things that are I have a sense of appreciation for can really make a big difference to your well-being so gratitude and the other one is mindfulness so there are as you would know there's many forms of mindfulness and meditation but some just even if it's like i do 10 minutes i'm not a huge meditator but i do 10 minutes every morning and i like um i like the app so i i cycle through different apps at the moment i love calm and i listen to the daily trip actually which is fabulous at the moment so um and again the research shows just even brief practices of mindfulness just giving your brain a rest from all the thinking and rather than jumping up and getting straight into it just and I heard John Kabat-Zinn who brought mindfulness meditation to the west in the 70s and he had a tennis ball when I, I heard him speak here in Sydney and he said just drop into yourself and he just dropped the tennis ball he said before you jump up get out of bed just take a moment to just sit you know how am I feeling what thoughts are going through my head What's my intention for the day? And so that's something that that I have found really helpful. And I know, again, the science sort of supports that um, that it's a stress reduction technique. It's a well-being enhancement technique. It improves our immune functioning and it also improves our relationships because if we're more mindful, we're going to be more conscious of what's coming out our mouth and the impact that could have on the person in front of us as well. That's so true. Does a positive approach mean we'll never be sad again? <laughs> no, no. That, again, that would be that would be a worry, wouldn't it? Because um, sadness is a normal human emotion in response to life events, and in particular, a loss. And we're all going to experience losses in our life. In in fact, something I was just quoting to someone the other day. I read a wonderful book years ago by Jack Cornfield, who's a Buddhist um, monk and psychologist, and he said that. You know, the the Buddhists, uh, the three things they ask themselves on their deathbed is, did I live well, did I love well, and did I learn to let let go? And um, I know for me the letting go has been the most challenging through my life, particularly when you're a very goals-focused person and you like to create things. But um, John, uh, 
Jack Cornfield says that every little loss that we have, um, and that just might be an ending of you know something, it might not be a major loss, but every loss we have is preparing us for the ultimate loss, which is the loss of end of our lives, you know, so which is going to happen to all of us. So, um, so yeah. But that's so powerful, I think, Susie, just knowing that it's kind of reframing these setbacks or challenges in life, that this yes. is the inevitable part of our life journey preparing us. That's right. Know? And I think, you know, it's important because a lot of people these days are aware of the increasing rates of clinical depression, but it's quite normal to be sad. It's just if that sadness goes on for an extended period of time and it impacts on your functioning is when it becomes a clinical depression and there's a whole range of other symptoms associated with that. But it's it's normal and it's healthy to feel those emotions because, and I know this is your area of expertise, because if we don't feel them, they find their way out. We know that they come out, they come out physically. Um, there's more and more research on psychoneuroimmunology. So it's really important that we're curious. You know, this is where the mindfulness comes into it. How am I feeling? Mm. Because sometimes, I don't know about you, sometimes I think if I hadn't have stopped and taken that five or 10 minutes, I might not have even picked up that I had a bit of sadness about something. It, sometimes can just sit under the surface and we're busy and we're distracted we don't even realize that it's sitting there that is so true yeah hey you know as a clinical psychologist I mean you are so well versed in the science and the knowledge and you've got the most beautiful demeanor and I was thinking you know what do you do to protect your mental health because in in, as a psychologist you must give yourself out to so many people and all the training that you do what do you do to, out of your toolkit, what do you lean on the most, I suppose, to protect your, your own mental health? Yeah, I, I worked at relatively young, at a young age, when I became a young mum and I, I had my children in my 20s, um, that I wasn't a very good person when I was stressed and tired as a young mum. So that's when my, I usually say, that's when my napping career started. <laughs> and so I've been really pedantic about my sleep. And my naps because I just, I discovered that, yeah, I'm so much nicer when I've had my sleep. And so some people think I am really quite pedantic, but um, I won't have a nap every day. But if I have an opportunity, I've trained myself for 15 minutes. I don't normally have to set an alarm unless I think I'm really tired and I might sleep through. But generally, I wake up myself after 15 to 20 minutes. So my sleep is a big one. My exercise, I've had a regular exercise regime again since my 20s. So um, I usually run once a week. I go to yoga. I go to the trainer. I walk. Um, and I think my social, you know, my relationships with my family that is hard when you're running a business, as you would know, juggling family. And I have two small grandchildren now, which was a little bit earlier than what I was expecting. So um, I have a, a G-mum a day. I have once a month and then try and catch up through the week as well. It, it's not easy. I, I'd say certainly not perfect. Some weeks are better than others. But I do try as much as I can to put these techniques into practice. No, oh, that's amazing. I think you're an incredible role model. You're, you're very real. Uh, these things that you talk about, they're achievable and they're attainable for people to do. And I'd love my audience to 
learn more about you. If you do not know who Dr. Susie Green is, you need to get across her to the audience. So where's the best place for them to come and find out more about what you're doing out there, Susie? Uh, absolutely. Thanks, Chelsea. Um, the website's the best one, the Positivity Institute, and there's lots of information. There's resources. I think there's links to podcasts, which we'll put yours up there as well. Um, so, yeah, I think that the website is the best place to go. That's wonderful. We'll put that in the show show notes as well. And Susie, thank you for your time today, your wealth of knowledge and, and just your, your generous generosity in uh, in what you share with us across the nation and across the globe so thanks for thanks for today thank you chelsea and thank you for the work that you do as well this podcast and the information contained therein is made available for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide medical advice this information should not be used as a substitute for competent medical advice from a licensed specialist doctor or psychologist thank you